You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Sabah al khair. Good morning, dear listeners. You're listening to Radio 3CR on 855 AM and Palestine Remembered with Robert Martin, Nasser Mashni, and Yusuf Ahmed Rimawi. Palestine Remembered is Australia's only English-language radio program that is totally dedicated to Palestine. We'd like to welcome those listening on 855 and those that will join us on podcast at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for joining us. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. Good morning, listeners, uh, and welcome to another episode of Palestine Remembered, our last episode for the year before we take a break. And a a big thank you to Giselle, who's been helping out and operating the Starship Enterprise here, uh, and meaning that I just have to talk. Um, So thank you so much, Giselle. That's easy. okay, that's it. Easy. <laughs> easy. Um, and, all, and all the crew who have done such an amazing job uh, of making sure that Palestine has had a platform when we've been denied elsewhere, that Palestine's had a, a voice, that we've been able to bring so many different voices to the radio since October uh, before and up to October 6th. And then since October 7, obviously, to date, uh, it's just been phenomenal. And and thank you to all the crew and all the team here, everyone that's done such wonderful outreach, recording all of the speeches, making resources available, um, and and just supporting me and all the rest of the crew. So a big shout-out and a big thank you to everyone. So make sure you remember this if you're listening to the show when we do our subscriber and our radiothon, just how wonderful 3CR has been. So keep that in mind. Um, I want to talk about a few different things, but first I want to talk about last week. Last week I went to Gadigal Land, to Sydney, and uh, met the crew up there. And um, one, one of the most beautiful things about our movement, which I've noticed so much, well, in the past our movement has been so brown, it's been particularly Muslim, and it's been entirely Palestinian or Lebanese, Syrian, you know, Arab-led. Walking through the crowd in Sydney which, you know, I, I'm totally alien to. I'm not a huge fan of Sydney. I, I find it a little bit uh, too abrasive and too rushed and a bit too aggressive. But walking through the crowd there, and there was tens of thousands of people, huge rally, um, just seeing all the different faces and all the different languages and different flags, just how wonderful um, this movement has become and is growing. And I, and I talk about it from the sense of... Um, what rallies used to look like, the size of them, who we used to speak to, and just who we're speaking to today. And um, it is, you know, average Kevin and Kylie. It is um, Asian Australians. It is queer Australians. It is, um, you know, Australians like the Irish flags and Scottish flags, Bosnian flags, you know, Kashmiris are coming up to me, West Papuans, um uh, Sahrawis. I mean, the, the the diversity of Australian that has said, this is a moment um, where 
we need as human beings to come together collectively to speak about collective humanity and what tomorrow needs to look like. That Gaza 23 is is a pivotal moment. And I was speaking to some, to some indigenous crew and they're like, you know, what you're going through, this is just terrible. I said, this is not unique. Gaza 23 is not unique. Gaza 23, I mean, it's digital. It's a digital genocide. Um, so we're getting to watch it. You know, we've all got sore necks because our chins are pressed on our chests, you know, looking at a screen in our palm. And so we're seeing a digital genocide, watching it live. But it's not new. This is how settler colonialism works. It's just that this is the latest weaponry. And whether that settler colonialism was Belgium in the Congo, whether that settler colonialism was um, uh, the butcher's apron, you know, the, the British here, or whether that was in Aotearoa, or whether Turtle Island, or the Pacific, that's a, this is exactly what that was. We didn't get to see it. And it might have been a musket versus a spear. It might have been a repeating machine gun versus a sword. But the overwhelming display of violence, the overwhelming display of violence on an indigenous people, this is what settler colonialism is. And Gaza 23 is just a replication of every other settler colonial um, massacre. Um, So when we talk about the intersectionality, the connectedness of all of our struggles for liberation... What you're seeing as a displaced uh, Congolese person who might have only heard about what happened in Belgium under King Leopold, etc., or whether you're uh, an Indigenous person here or uh, somebody from the, the South Pacific or wherever it might be, what you're seeing is actually what your people went through. You're actually seeing what everybody went through live. And when when you put into some context the fact that the amount of weaponry dropped on Gaza in two and a bit months, 70 days or whatever we are now, that it's two and a bit times um, the nuclear bomb on Hiroshima. It, it just beggars belief, beggars belief that where we are. Um, and then you fast forward to where we are and finally, you know, our Prime Minister and Foreign Minister signed on to a statement they could have signed on two weeks ago to... Um, calling for a ceasefire. And two weeks ago, they didn't sign on to that statement because the statement didn't blame Hamas enough. You know, stopping the killing isn't enough. Uh, We needed to appropriately apportion blame to the heinous terrorists. We needed the uh, immediate pre-nominal precondition of anything that Israel's got a right to Um, self-defense. And only then can we support uh, a call for a ceasefire, as if asking for blood to stop being spilt pointlessly is not enough. Um, I'm, I'm glad, obviously. Welcome. Welcome the fact that Australia signed that. It's a long, long way from where we need to be, which is why we need to still be out there in our thousands and in our millions, um, marching, rallying, writing, meeting, cajoling, speaking Palestine, speaking up loud and proud, wearing kefirs to work, Palestine t-shirts to the shops Um, and you know you're going to start conversations and you're going to get dirty looks but you're also going to make friends and one of the things I said uh, in my rally speech in Sydney was that if if your humanity is dependent on the colour of the victim's skin you're not humane if your humanity is dependent on the colour of the skin of the victim you're not humane and if you lose friends 
if you lose friends because of Palestine, they were never your friends. And it's a good thing to lose them now before you invest any more time in them. And if you lose your job, I mean, I don't want you to lose your job, but if you lose your job, go out in a blaze of Palestinian glory. <laughs> Chant from the river to the sea and wave your kefir in the air and make everybody know that you are unbowed and unapologetic. Go out, go loud and proud. And you'll find, I mean, increasingly, the, the, the lay support I'm getting from all sorts of people, messages... You know, I had a woman send me an Instagram message, and I'm about grandpa age now in my ability to use social media. I've just worked out that there was hundreds of messages from people on my Instagram who I weren't friends with, so I had to go see requests. And there was a whole requesting, and there was, you know, messages way back to Q&A. Um, and hundreds of them, you're fantastic, I can't believe that, you know, and, and such heartwarming messages i've been coming to your rallies for the past three weeks i can't believe i never knew i can't believe i never knew now palestinians have done a lot of work palestinian allies have done a lot of work and will continue to do a lot of work but it really does fall upon some people now to start googling themselves you know it, it's not hard to get information it's quickly easy to work out whether what you're reading is true or not uh, or is it good stuff or not quote unquote the good stuff says we're all equal. If the narrative is we're all humans, we can all live together, keep reading. But if the narrative is they're savages, we're special, stop reading, <laughs> report the website, you know, uh, go back to the Google search button. So these messages, you know, my very favorite one was a, all in caps lock. Dear NASA, and I went, oh my God, this is, this is not going to be good. My name is Yuri, and I'm a 71-year-old Lithuanian refugee, and I've lived in Australia since 19-whatever, and I never knew anything, and I just saw you on Sky News, and I want you to know that I support you, and I've joined APAN. <laughs> Signed, Yuri. And, you know, because you sometimes ask yourself, what's the point of going in these mainstream media outlets where the interviews are interrogations, but they're also violent? I mean, they're violent, the racist narrative. Do you condemn Hamas? There's a Sky News interview I did, which was 14 minutes long. And I, I think she asked me a dozen times and perhaps more, yeah, but it's Hamas's fault. And at one point I said, hold on a second. We've sent you a press release every month for 10 months. The last press release we sent you was on the 1st of October. And we said, increased Israeli settler violence, 16 years of siege in Gaza, 250 Palestinian killed thus far, 500 children abducted and held in administrative detention uh, in Israeli gulags. You've not once asked me for an interview. And there's a reason. You don't care about Palestinian lives. You only care because some Israelis have been killed. And that's tragic. But let's not suggest for a minute that you care about Palestine or Palestinian lives. No, but it's all about Hamas. I said, well... The conflict isn't conflict, quote-unquote. And the, the massacre and the, and the death and the destruction and the oppression isn't October 7. It's 75 years beforehand, 27,500 days ago, not 70 days ago. Going to those spaces and, you know, taking those body blows, um, as violent as they are, there is, there is something to it and... The saddest moment I think of my life, I think the saddest day of my life, was around October 8 or 9 
Israel hadn't yet started. But, you know, the language was there. We'd cut off the gas, cut off the electricity, cut off the food, cut off the water. The defence minister said we're dealing with human animals. The Prime Minister of Israel, this is, the Prime Minister of Israel, so we're going to turn it in, we're going to flatten it. Um, other ministers were saying, get ready to set up a tent city in Syria. You know, Turkey has two million Syrians. The world knows how to do it. World, get ready to look after them. You know, quote unquote, them. We're going to cleanse Gaza. So we knew what was going on. And if you're a Palestinian or an ally of Palestine, you know, two years ago in 21 or four years ago in 18, 14, 12, we know what how Israel reacts. Um, what self-defense for the only democracy in the Middle East with the most moral army on earth, what self-defense looks like. And I was walking around you know, the house numb as to what was going to happen, numb from the language, numb from uh, the opera house being lit up blue and white and numb from Peter Dutton saying, if you march under a Hamas flag, you need to be deported. Numb, and I'm walking around and I've got a 20-year-old and an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old, and I went, they're not going to be free. Everything Dad did. And, you know, my father was a freedom fighter and, uh, you know, a resistance fighter uh, in, in 46, 47 and 48. I'd spent his entire life, you know, for big chunks of my life, you know, he was an absentee father because he was you know, a revolutionary and was, going, you know, flying all over the world and trying to build coalitions and how we're going to liberate Palestine. And, and he did it so that I'd be free. And here I am in my 50s and have spent, you know, uh, my entire adult life. You know, my first rally was in my mother's belly, you know, uh, anti-Vietnam moratorium march in 1969 that Gough Whitlam addressed uh, in, in Melbourne. And I'd spent my entire adult life and, you know, really productive times advocating for Palestine, lobbying for Palestine, educating on Palestine. And I looked at my kids, you know, and as a parent, you, you want to try and create a better world for your children and hope that they have an easier and better life. And I looked at my kids and I went, they're, they're not going to be free of this. They're going to have to do the work as well. You know, there was this profound sense of grief that, you know, everything, you know, Dad's life had been perhaps for naught, um, Everything I'd done had been for zero. Every baby, every woman and every man that was about to be killed, you know, that we'd failed them, that I'd failed them, Dad, you know, every advocate or quote-unquote anybody that had actually worked for Palestine, we'd all failed. And then the bombing started and obviously, you know, the tears and the depression and stuff. But then since then, since then, I've never been prouder. Never been prouder. The work hasn't been for a waste. The work has been to get us to this point where millions of Australians, marches all over the continent, have come out in one voice and screamed, they've signed petitions, they've had um, car rallies and, you know, last week's drive down Sydney Road, actions and micro-actions, sit-ins, you know, there was a protest, a, walk, a, a silent walk through Zara, calling them out for their racist advertising, the pressure the government has been under that it isn't representing its constituency finally made them cave. I'll still say 66, 67 days too late. And when election time comes out, I want everyone that's been to our rally, everyone that's cared about Palestine to hold, hold people to account, to keep the receipts, to say, 
What did you say in Gaza 23 and when did you say it and why would I vote for you again? To hold people to account. And don't hold them to account in the election in February of 25 or April of 25. Hold them to account today. Go along. If you remember the Labor Party, ask. If you remember the Liberal Party, you're probably not listening to this show, but, you know, um, go along, you know, and and hold hold them to account. This movement we've built and the foundations were my father's work. The foundations were that generation's work and my generation's work that today, the Palestinian youth, I look at our kids, you know, 20-year-olds and overwhelmingly fierce and powerful women. And I, I like I have giggles sometimes. And, and the giggle is, you know, I feel guilty about laughing, but I giggle, I go, imagine Mark Liebler and that sort of pontificating superior... Racism, having to deal with our Palestinian women. Oh, there's nothing, nothing you can do when you're polishing a turd. It's still a turd. And the concept of this ethnocracy, this Jewish supremacism that says only half the people can be free in the land of Abraham, that land that should be the thread that connects every Muslim, Christian and Jew together in equality in humanity, that you're going to argue that you're special? I think I won every debate that I've been in, but these powerful Palestinian women and blokes, although I'm more impressed with our women, and it's past time for the blokes to get out of the way, the future is very, very bright for Palestine. The future is very, very bright for humanity. Uh, And I'm proud and excited for what tomorrow looks like. The challenge is between now and then, just the pain and suffering but you know we will be unconquered and unbreakable stay tuned we've got a great new song for you from an australian artist mustachi so enjoy this and we'll be right back 3cr here to stay
try to whitewash their crimes and this genocide from the mountain top scream out free free Palestine from the river to the sea Palestine will be free from the river to the sea Palestine will be free from the river to the sea listen to me free free Palestine from the river to the sea on the right side of history we will not run or hide stand tall stand with Palestine was Mistashi, We Are All Palestinian. Uh, thanks so much, Mistashi. He's a listener to the show, an Australian artist, and I really appreciate that. Um, my friends, as you know, or many of you would know, Dr. Rafat Al-Arir was assassinated by the Israelis, a Palestinian intellectual, you know, a studier of English literature, uh, and a wonderful inspiration to so many Palestinians. We've told everyone that this is not a war with Hamas that Israel's war is with the indigenous people. This is a war on Palestine and Palestinians. And the assassination and murder of Dr. Rifat Al-Arir is a murder on our intellectuals, as it was against Ghassan Kanafani, Wa'il Zwaitar, Kemal Nasser, and so many, so many other great Palestinian minds who were assassinated for just that, for being Palestinian minds. So please, when we tell you that this is not about Hamas, this is a war on Palestine, on Palestinians, on our journalists, on our doctors, on our thinkers. But it's also a war on all of our people. And I know in the media they frame, they talk about Palestinians, women and children, and they, they other our men as if Palestinian males are not innocent. The degradation of the Arab male is, you know, barely to be human. So please talk about Palestinian males, Palestinian women, Palestinian children. And it's despicable that the media uses the door of Palestinian children as our conduit to discussion when the conduit should be on the actual inhumanity and injustice that has occurred. And that is the denial of Palestinian self-determination, the ongoing Nakba settlements, and Zionism and racist Jewish supremacism that has manifested itself in this colonial apartheid state. I want to read uh, Rafat's last poem, and it was his last poem because he was told that he was going to be targeted. He was called and said, we know where you are, so he moved out of the university where he was to protect the students because he knew he was being targeted. He moved away and went to his sister's house, and they still got him and killed other members of his family. But his poem, his last poem, is called If I Must Die. If I must die, you must live. 
to tell my story, to sell my things, to buy a piece of cloth and some string, make it white with a long tail, so that a child somewhere in Gaza, whilst looking heaven in the eye, awaiting his dad who left in a blaze, and bid no one farewell, not even to his flesh, not even to himself, sees the kite, my kite, you made, flying up above, and thinks for a moment, an angel is there, bringing back love. If I must die, let it bring hope. Let it be a tale. Now I'm hopeful, uh, my friends, that we will organize an action and have hundreds, hundreds of white kites flying in the air to remember Rifat and so many other Palestinians. So stay tuned for that. We'll tell you about in months to come next year. A big thank you to everyone uh, for listening, for staying tuned to 3CR, uh, to Giselle again and all the crew here. Uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, uh, be safe, we love you and thank you all so very much. That is the last episode of Palestine Remembered for 2023. We will be back on Saturday the 3rd of February with Palestine Remembered for 2024. In between now and then, 3CR will continue to broadcast the issues, the ongoing genocide in Palestine and the struggle of resistance to Israeli's apartheid state. So stay tuned for ongoing news and information about the region over this holiday period. The rallies will be continuing over that period, so stay tuned to 3CR to continue to get your news and your updates. Stand in solidarity with Palestine this Sunday. With the most devastating attack ever launched on the people of Gaza, it's time for all of us to stand in solidarity with the Palestinian people. Israel has waged war on the Palestinians for the last 75 years. The Nakba, ethnic cleansing, occupation of the West Bank, East Jerusalem and Gaza. Israel has now imposed a total blockade on Gaza and declared war stopping food, electricity and fuel and launching an all-out attack. We have to mobilise to show our support for Palestine. 12pm State Library, this Sunday. Rally to demand freedom and justice for Palestine. No war on Gaza. Free Palestine Melbourne is a 3CR supporter. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.